You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. Today we are focusing on the men out there. I am so excited about our program. I'd like to ask you guy listeners to pay attention. I'd also like you to do me a favor. Please write your feedback to www.dranshebert.com. I and my guests would so appreciate your assistance in letting us know what struggles you're having being a male in today's world. We're hopefully going to have today's guest on again, and we will address these questions at that time. I think giving the world information about this topic would be so beneficial and help many of us understand what I call the male freezer. I use that term to describe what I see as challenges to today's men, and I see this in my therapy office all the time. It seems like men have been frozen in place with their familiar ways of approaching women or interacting with them. Men have not been given a way out of this freezer. There are plenty of don'ts, but I have not heard or seen any guidelines about what to do when you're interacting with a woman. So here's an example. Tim, which is a fictional name for privacy's sake, Tim is in the process of getting a divorce from his wife of 20 years. According to Tim, his wife cheated on him, and she's in love with another guy. After six agonizing months of dealing with his emotions of betrayal, Tim decided to go on an online dating site and try to meet some women. He met lady number one. Tim said she was too standoffish. When I asked him what he meant by that, he said, it was like she was looking to find something wrong with me. Tim then met another lady, number two. He reported that he took her to a movie and then walked her to the car where he tried to kiss her goodnight. And Tim said that he was totally amazed at her response. He described her as angry and said that she accused him of being too aggressive. After three more such dates, Tim came to my office and said, I just can't wait, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I've always been a gentleman, but now I feel like there's a different definition for the word gentleman. And I don't know whether or not to open doors or pull out chairs or pay or not pay for dinner. I feel lost. I feel frozen in the past. And that was such a great description that he gave me. And listeners, I have to admit, I didn't know what to say to this bright, interesting, often insightful man sitting in front of me discussing this. As we went on in our discussion, Tim's dating experiences, he said a little more about them, and I had an idea. I asked Tim, if he had any knowledge about how today's men found themselves in positions of not knowing how to act around women. 
Tim said that if he had a clue, he wouldn't be sitting in my office. I thought that was a kind of a cute response. And I suggested that together we take a look at the women's movement, and I was hoping that history might give us some insights. So for all of my listeners, I think it might be beneficial to give a brief overview of what Tim and I found. According to Tim and my my research, there were four waves of feminism. The first began in the early 20th century and focused on legal issues such as the right to vote. The second wave of feminism occurred in the 1960s with the women's liberation movement, and its goal was to legislate reforms on issues regarding reproductive rights, domestic violence, maternity leave, and equal pay. And those were really great goals, I thought. And it was involved with describing the frustration of married women saying they were fed up by being solely mothers and housewives. They got no credit for that. The third wave began in the early 1990s and was grounded in the civil rights advances and in individualism and diversity. It sought to define what it meant to be a feminist. Anita Hill was an early star in this movement. Remember her, listeners? She sought to prevent the appointment of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas by accusing him of sexual harassment. And here we are today in what is called the fourth wave of feminism, and the Me Too movement. This movement began in 2012 and is what is happening today. Its focus is justice for women and particularly opposition to street and workplace sexual harassment, violence against women, misogyny, rape, and assault. And those are all great goals and should be discussed in our culture. So listeners, in all our research, Tim and I did not find one guide to how men should approach women in today's world. We did not find the rules of engagement, I'll call it, anywhere. And Tim felt stuck, and I felt stuck. But, as synchronicity would have it, I was fortunate enough to meet today's guest during a speaking engagement I had in January. He is a life coach for men, and honestly, I have to admit, I'd never heard of that. And I said to myself, yay, I'm sure he's going to be able to answer how men can get themselves out of the freezer so they can more easily interact with the women in their lives. And as an aside, Tim, I know you're listening, and so I hope we can address his experiences along the way, and I think that we will be able to because today's topic is, ready, men connecting with women in the Me Too era. Let me tell you a bit about today's guest. Mr. Sam Pond has such an impressive repertoire of accomplishments, and I'm just going to name a few. Mr. Pond has been a Shakespearean actor, an award-winning writer, a director in advertising, and playwright and screenwriter. (laughs) I'm kind of tired even talking about that, so many accomplishments. As if those weren't enough astounding achievements, Sam has traveled over 50 countries, hiked and climbed steep mountains, was married for 15 years, has a son, and became a coach for men. Yay, Sam! He describes his passion as setting men free, and I kind of added on to that, getting them out of the freezer. It is my distinct pleasure to welcome Mr. Sam Pond, male coach extraordinaire, 
to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. Mr. Pond, we are so very happy to have you with us today, and I have so many questions to ask you. Well, thank you, Dr. Ann. Excited to be here. Fire away. Okay, here we go. And Tim and all the men out there, take notes. Tell us a bit about your journey to become a coach for men. Well, you know, it's interesting listening to Tim's story. It's not so different from mine or many, many men that I meet. And my journey came out of a 15-year marriage where I, I, I really didn't know who I was anymore. And uh, so I totally reverberate with that. And so once I, once I started, I mean, I tried everything. And from after I to figure out who I was and who I was with women. And that journey just, I, it just started becoming a, uh, I, I began to realize that my journey to understand myself had to go through the tension, the polarity, the connection with women. And that's, so I find myself uh, doing that today for other guys. I think that is about the coolest thing I've ever heard. Would you <laughs> please describe for all of us what a coach for men does? That's, that's a wide-open question. Because I, I can of imagine. Of course. Um, setting men free really is at the very core of it. Um, that The way I see it is that we have this part of our brain which is completely dedicated to survival. Now, 500 years ago, 300 years ago, that was an important part of the brain to have lit up all the time. But since we don't have those, that constant threat, it's got to find something else to be afraid of. And because there's such strong polarity and energy between men and women, men put that into this world and get frozen. By the way, I love the male freezer thing. That's really great. <laughs> they get frozen. They get, <laughs> they get freaked out. Their nervous systems go uh, go flip-flopping. Or they numb out and they, they get closed down. So uh, coaching for men is about using that extreme energy, learning how to ground it out, learning how to let it flow, learning what you what you feel is one of the one of the key things and understanding how much we deflect, suppress, repress what we're actually feeling. And so the journey for women is a way to just brings everything to the surface and when it's at the surface, you can deal with it. You cannot you can process it, you can set it free. And, and for men, it's about getting in touch with their feelings and what to do and who they are just as individuals, right? Oh, 100%. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure I understood it, that. Yeah. It, it, but also understanding that being able to feel, to be vulnerable, but to also understand that they have their masculine aspect, too, which is stepping into tension which is grounding out uh, yourself and other people, being in control. And so there's that balance of the masculine and feminine. We all have a balance of both. But they can, if, if you are, if a man is all feeling, then a woman can't quite trust him. It's like, where's your backbone? Where's your, I want someone I feel safe with. And if you are too much in your masculine, women are going, who's in there? Hello. And they knock on the, on, on the, um, castle door 
It is so true. And just parenthetically, I just want to notice that many of my male patients are have lost their identity because they are a husband, a dad, a Warriors team fan, and they don't know who they are in an authentic way just as themselves. And I think that's the journey that you're describing. Yeah, and, and, and many men live... Uh, I'll, let me just jump in. Many men live their entire lives without knowing who they are, just filling the roles that you outlined. Yeah. We're coming up on a hard work. break, Sam. Okay. We're coming up on a hard break, and so, listeners, we're going to be back with Mr. Sam Pond discussing what men do in today's world. We will be right back. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not... You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Live closer to your food source. Learn how to grow it yourself. Please join me every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern on America's Homegrown Veggie Show for tips and advice from the country's best gardeners. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. and Medical Director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners, to Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. We are here with Mr. Sam Pond, male coach, and I'm going to name this program Ben Get Out of the Freezer Day. So back with you, Sam. Would you please comment on the women's movement and your view about how it affected men in the 21st century? What a topic. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You know, um, this is talked about all the time in the circle of men's coaches who you know work in seduction dating relationship 
they don't call it pickup anymore. Nobody's really teaching that. A few guys. Um, it's it's well, my I believe in equal rights for everybody, but I also believe that men and women are very, very, very different. And from the outline that you and Tim came up with, that's really true. That that while as politically powerful as the feminist movement has been, it's it's also incredibly confusing for men. I think it's confusing for women too. I I think I used to consider myself I would call myself a feminist, but I don't anymore. As I'm not a machinist or a lobotomist either. I I don't. It just feel it's so politically packed uh, that 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 word, and it's not helpful for the men that I work with. They are, are truly frozen in the face of all this stuff flying through the media at them. So Tim's not alone. Tim, you're not alone because I know you're listening. Oh, God, Tim, you're not alone. You said that you said you were on a journey to be a powerful and free man. What do you mean by that? You know, I grew up uh, is my way of surviving my childhood and my crazy family was 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 to adjust to what was happening around me, and so I created a wasn't exactly a persona, but a, a way of being in the world that could smooth the way to make everything okay. And so I would say I I put on roles of being the diplomat in my family and the the clown. And the one that everything was fine, and this, I, so I basically lived my life of if I'm nice enough, if I'm affable enough, if I'm clever enough or charming enough, everything is going to work itself out in the long run. But I really didn't have any idea of what I was feeling or or what was most important to me, and it took a lot of unraveling, a lot of bad habits and old thinking. So to be powerful and free is to be yourself and realize that you can create your own reality yeah i bet that was really a challenge because unless you're in therapy i don't know if culture talks so much about feelings and about the authentic self so yeah. having to discover that by yourself is sort of um, an, an anomaly i think and and hats off to you by the way thank you and i therapy is certainly a, an important part of uh of, of my journey and I tried everything from stand-up, anything that, that pushed me into fears, stand-up comedy. I, I did every, I did everything, landmark. And uh, and after a while, therapy helped me understand so many things. And it was just the beginning of a deep dive into what I was feeling and how I can step into the world and, and help. Used to the tension of the world of being a man in this world to give me energy and to and to and to bounce out all the feelings that were flying through me. Well, you've described a little bit about your journey. Was there, what else would is, was it comprised of? And describe your path to power and freedom. I'm very curious about that. You know, I think I, I look back and I'd say that I was, um, it's a strong word, a victim to the world. That the world was was world was dictating my life, and whether it was it was my marriage or my one of my careers or how I am with women, it was like okay, I was just I was reactive 
to to the world and and now to step into one's own power one's own freedom is to realize that is that you can override that little voice in your head because the little voice in your head isn't really dealing with reality itself so I really had to I'd never and I never understood until I really started deep diving this work how little I was feeling or I was allowing myself to feel I had a very nifty ways of compartmentalizing and deflecting because I can make everybody feel good around me. And so once well, I realized, oh, feeling is like, it's it's a little scary at first, but it's safe. And I don't have to take any of it personally. Just vibrations passing through me. It's going to change into something else if I don't push it away. I just think that's a marvelous insight that you have and a way to reframe how men, you, get to be in the world and being free. Do you feel that you've accomplished your goal and do you think of yourself as a powerful and free man? I am uh, always a beginner. That's my phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Always a beginner. And you know, there there are moments in my life when I'm meeting a woman for the first time or with a new client and those old voices of the imposter and then and then the other voice swings the other way, which is, I got this. I've been working on myself so long, and when things don't go well, I'm wondering, what? I thought I was a powerful free man. And I realized, <laughs> oh, I just, I just, uh, I'm on a, it's on a journey, and enjoy it. Well, we've talked about, um, on my program before, about wearing masks, and, uh. um, the social mask and the professional mask, and we have to hide many times our authentic self because we may have a little quirkiness and we may laugh at stuff that other people don't think is funny. So being a powerful and free man seems like an important journey for men in today's world, whether they're single or married. Would you agree? I, it's, it's, it's everything. Um, we carry these stories with us that we, that we have to behave a certain way. This is acceptable. This is not unacceptable. But once you realize that they are just stories that you didn't even, you had no part of creating. I didn't, I'm not part of the creation of the Me Too movement. And so do I choose that to be my story or do I, choose to create my own just create my own reality as I as I move through the world we just inherit so much that um, and then if we get very very strong emotions that are attached to these things and with my men it's about unraveling the emotions from the story and once you do stories then just become things that happen to you or the me too movement it's just a thing out there I love what you just said, unraveling the emotions from the story that you probably learned as you were growing up, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wonder, too, how do you help your clients embrace the power and freedom you talk about? Because that seems like a um, Herculean task in some ways. You know, it's it's both, it's, it's kind of magical. <laughs> know why I thought of that word because once you get a guy and you as therapist know talking and understanding and then with a new perspective 
really the first thing with most of my most of my clients is it's about feeling. They don't know what they're feeling. I had a client who claimed he felt nothing. He was a computer guy, uh, and clearly there was a lot of stuff going on underneath him, underneath this shield. And, and really, the first thirty minutes, I just start. I thought he claims that he's not feeling anything, but he's feeling a lot. And so I started teasing him about not about not feeling anything. And then he started getting annoyed. I started poking at him, and then he started getting annoyed at him. And I said, "What do you feel now?" He goes, "I'm annoyed." I said, "There you go. Congratulations. That's a feeling." <laughs> and he went, "Oh, that's a feeling. Oh. Okay. What other feelings are here?" <laughs> It seems like anger and irritation are feelings that almost everyone can identify with unless you're totally depressed and depression is anger turned inward. So I think that's kind of brilliant is like irritating him and having him identify something that he is feeling. What would you say to Tim, who we talked about at the beginning of today's program? He's he's still in the freezer. Mm-hmm. As we said, Tim is not alone. Your, the story that you read of Tim is, is so is similar to mine and many, many men. Um, the, the clues I picked up and how you described him was, was I think the most powerful one was, what does it mean to be a gentleman? And that is a tricky word because it's almost a reactive word uh, to, to the rise of, of feminine, the, I mean, the feminist movement. We are trying so hard. I sense that with Tim, it was, he's trying to figure it out. He's trying to figure out women. He's trying to figure out how I'm too standoffish there and I'm too aggressive there. Uh, and I can feel the amount of um, cerebral striving. And that is... That's probably the first thing that I would do if I was working with Tim is to start to let all that free. It's powerful to understand what the history of the feminist movement is, but at some point, it's just another story. That is absolutely true. And, Sam, we're coming up on another hard break. Listeners, we will be back with Mr. Sam Pond, male coach, after the commercials. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to 
Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio here on AmericasWebRadio.com. We are here with Mr. Sam Pond. Tim, I hope you're listening. I know you're listening, actually. Um, welcome back again. And Sam, how do men find their natural masculine self? Because I sure don't know how to guide Tim. Just thinking about that. Um, the, 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 the key is you can sit in a therapist's office or sit on a, on a, on a, in a call with me and come to a lot of realizations and even some aha moment, moments. But until you take these out into the world and, and, and practice and use, say, with all of my clients, I, at the very base level, I have them go out and simply ask women where Starbucks is. At the very, very least, to be in that world and to start stepping into that. It's not a lot of tension. Actually, for some men, that's a nine on a scale of ten. And to start inviting those emotions to come up, the fears, the sadnesses. And so once they're at the surface, you can feel them and you can let them go or you can let them shift to a different part of your body. And until, But until you start taking, you stepping into action, everything else is just theory. And so the stepping into tension, because the masculine grows from tension. Hmm. I love that. Where's Starbucks? You know what? Nobody's asked me that recently, unless you're getting old. <laughs> so, um, you've had many mentors who helped you become who you are today. Would you share for us the top three most important things you learned along the way? Um. Uh, Zan Perion is a is a is a is a friend of mine now. Uh, Zan is uh, wrote the book The Alabaster Girl. Uh, he was a well known adventurer and seducer with a with a giant heart and a poet's soul. And I learned from him that uh, the life is this, is this beautiful adventure, and there's beauty everywhere. There's beauty in women, and there's beauty in 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 a, in a tree, and there's even beauty in things that are that are ugly. And to start embracing this sort of, he calls it sort of a pirate's view of the, of, of the world. And, I, and, and that totally changed my life. I used to realize, oh, I, got, I, can, I, can choose, I can choose a life based on these tenets of adventure and seduction and romance. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And then on the other hand, I had Erica Angela, who's an amazing coach out of Los Angeles. And she's about love about understanding how much love you have and the intimacy between human beings and how vulnerability is actually strength and connective. And those were, you know, it, you know it's interesting how we have different guides and they fill different parts of us. And then Brian yeah. Bajan and the, the Fearless Group has was, was been, and I coach for them now, and they're a very powerful group about so, stepping into the tension of women and learning how to deal with your emotions. The fearless group. Okay, we're going to come back to that. How do you define yeah, no. intimacy? How do you define intimacy with with guys? Intimacy is 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 as simple as as taking off your armor. Uh, and it seems it, it is simple, and it's but it's not easy. Um, when men when they work and they they come to understand that women on their women are on their side and that 
what they feel as weakness, which is expressing what they feel, uh, even if they're mistaken, even if they're just trying, that women, all of a sudden, they get, they become real in women's eyes. And so what we thought as weakness is actually very powerful. In fact, it's so powerful, it can, it's all, it, it can be, a, it can be a manipulative seduction tool, as some men have used it. Um, but it's what if you don't if you if you don't have if you're not feeling if your body isn't in feeling when you talk to a woman she's going to look at you and go wow look at that nice shiny modern building where do I get in where the <laughs> where are the cracks I love that but I'm I always have that. I have men who who you know I tell I'll tell them look tell tell a girl how you're feeling so walk up to a girl and say I feel shy right now and I wanted to tell you I'm nervous talking to you. And they said, that's weak. And I said, no, when, and every single time when, you, when a man expresses an emotion to a woman, how it is talking to her, she lights up and says, oh, you don't have to be nervous around me. And when they have a nurturing side, they want to nurture and they want to take care of you, but they also want to know you're on your own two feet. Yeah, I can really relate to that and with my women patients. They love that uh, feeling of the man that they are dating or with has some emotions that he can identify. And then the other question, Sam, I have for you is, what is deep love? (laughs) Yeah, what a big question that is. And, you know, I guess I'm laughing because I had to go through my own journey of deep love and deep self-acceptance. God, we are just all so um, uh, uh, beautifully flawed, and we've made so many mistakes, and we've had so many misunderstandings about the world. The first thing I tell, you know, a man on a call is that the fact that he's talking to me means he has self-love, or he has courage. It's already, it's there, he's just not in touch with it yet. I love the yet word because we can all be in touch with it. just depends on how we go about it. And I think having a male coach would be a brilliant idea for many, many men who come to me because I'm not a guy. Yeah. I also want to ask you, what is it that, what is it, um, that grounding can do and how can it help today's males? Oh, boy. It, um Ninety-five percent of the people in this world walk around without being connected to the earth. You can see them. They're all, you can feel them vibrationally walking around with their heads floating over their shoulders or in all the thoughts, and they drown it out with headphones and music and conversations. And when you're grounded, when you can feel your feet on the ground, when you can feel yourself, I mean, I do deep grounding exercises with my guys that take them down to the core. And when you're grounded, you are in the present moment. Your head, your, your, your striving brain starts to calm down. You're in your body, and the world starts to slow down a little bit. You're not quite as reactive to the, to the world. You're it's the number one. The first, first thing I do with men on any call or, any, in, or if we're out in the field. So you're grounded in the earth and also in yourself? I think that's a, yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. 
And then you have other energies come from higher above, which have more energetic. Because if you're just grounded, you, you might be low, very low energy. But a man who's on his feet and showing up is a very powerful person. Yes. They're trustworthy. And trustworthy, boy, there's a, there's a word that isn't used often. In some of your writings, Sam, I've noticed you've talked about scandalous sexuality. I'm <laughs> curious about this. Would you explain this to me and to our listeners? You know, uh, my son's 21 now, but when he, I remember he was 10. He looked at me, and we were watching some nature show, and he said, Dad, do you realize that we're just animals? That we have sex and we have, he had this real, I went, yeah, we're just animals. And that scandalous sexuality that, that if, you know, I talked to my clients, if, if we didn't have all these social norms, we'd be having sex on the, uh, on the floor of the Safeway with someone we like. So we have this, we have these urges, but they're all sort of shoved down and compartmentalized and, 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 and put a nice shiny glow on it. And the idea for, guys I talk to, not for all men, that they can be sexual. They can show up, I'm here because I find you, because I'm a man, you're a woman, I find you sexually attractive. Different than sensual, which can be creepy and is more personal and intimate. But you can be, it's amazing what men, I had a man, a client the other day, he couldn't believe it when he, he stopped to talk to a woman, he had a lot of heart. And he said, excuse me, I feel, I, 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 I just, I have to say something, but you have the sexiest walk. And she just lit up like a Christmas tree. And it's just like, these, we have permission to, to express ourselves in this world. That is to say, if you're at work, if, you're, if it's a woman at a business lunch, if it's, there's many caveats to that. But in general we compartmentalize way too many of our sexual feelings. Well, not to make this about me, but so far I'm striking out because nobody's asked me where Starbucks was and nobody commented about my walk. I'm going to have to up my game that I'm married. So it doesn't really <laughs> um, I'm so curious, Sam, what happens inside of a coaching session with you? And I bet our listeners are curious about that too. Thinking about my last few um, I had a, uh, it's, uh, well, it always starts with grounding, uh, and it always depends on what the guy's struggling with, but it's always some form of not being able to identify what he's feeling, that, and that, and that, and what that creates is this, ap is this apathy, this numbness, or the opposite, it can create this excitement, this talkativeness, this floating head, so the grounding helps that to help them process what they're feeling, to have, identify what they're feeling. Sometimes the feeling is just a sensation in the body, tightness in the chest, an upset stomach. And we start to unravel those, and they start to get free. And once you start unraveling emotions and letting them process, then those old stories like, oh, my mom beat me with a brick when I was a child, they start to just become stories of the past. It just things that happened. So we do a lot of that, and we have a, we review the homework from the week. Uh, it's just always, it's always different. I had to tell a guy to stop talking the other day because he talked for 20 minutes without, he had no feelings. Yes, and that's a way of just putting your feelings aside because you're 
avoiding them by talking. Yeah. Yeah. What? So what sessions are very different. Pardon? What would I say to Tim? Yeah, what would you say to Tim? How does he need to change his approach? Well, I think the first thing I would do with Tim is invite him to stop trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of figuring, and that's another way of, of staying away from what we're actually feeling. I think with Tim and all my guys, I help them reframe what reality is. We seem to walk around thinking it's fixed. The world is the way it is. My reaction is the way the, is the right way of being. Um, we'd start opening up what are the possibilities, what kind of world do you want to create around you, and just start creating it. And then this whole idea of being a gentleman, I think we got to put that way off the side. He's already a gentleman. He doesn't have to act like a gentleman. He doesn't have to please women. He doesn't have to figure them out. Women don't well, like that. Yeah, being a gentleman, I guess, in the 50s had a whole criteria of what you did. And now I think it's uh, it's more confusing, and you're saying, well, they're already gentlemen, and I really like that reframe. And the other thing I wanted to mention to you is you, see, you have an ability, it sounds like, in your sessions to get to the crux of the matter and help men reframe how they're viewing their stories, and their in-the-present experiences. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's in, within the sessions, I always find that sometimes it feels like nothing is happening, and yet three days later I'll get a text saying, I don't know what happened, but I just saw this girl and I had to talk, and I just talked to her. So it's, it's kind of magical. I, I try to reframe, you know those, and those aha moments that, that your clients go, oh, I get it. I do. And I tried, and, and it's great, and it feels good for everybody. But what I try to do is get them to take that aha and bring it down into their body and feel that as not as something, wow, it's so unique, it should be celebrated, but something that is accepted as part of them. I call it, anytime they have a, an aha moment, I ask them to bring it down, feel it inside, don't spray it outside, and then to reframe it as this is the new normal. Whatever you did, whatever you realized, is just normal. Sam, we're going to have to take a hard break again. Listeners, we will be right back with Sam Pond, male coach extraordinaire. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? 
If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners. Today is Man's Poaching Day. I'll, I'll name that. Helping men get out of the freezer. We're here with Sam Pond, male coach. And Sam, what are the guidelines for men to engage with women in today's world? I think I know Tim would like to know that. Well, I think the first step um, is helping men understand that the Me Too movement is a movement. Um, and uh, it's, it is political, and it's very personal for, for many women. But it's just, a, it's just a, a moment in time, because we are still men, and women are still women. I had a man the other day tell me, he, as we were, I was helping him walking around, we were doing social freedom exercises, and he said, Sam, you have to understand, you do know that you, a woman could have you arrested for talking to her in public. Like it was a fact, like, and I, I had to sit down with him and unravel this movement from what he wants as a man and what mm. women want from men. And it's, it's, it's I, I've heard a variation of this a dozen times, and it becomes another excuse for the ego, little ego voice in their head to say, look, don't, don't talk to that woman. It's dangerous or it's inappropriate, or it's creepy. Tim isn't creepy. Tim's a gentleman, and he doesn't have to be anything else but show up and and bridge that gap from what he wants and what he does. I think that that is really important for men to hear. And by the way, this program will be archived, so you can listen to it again and again. Usually it's up in a couple days after we air pre-person. And I wanted to also ask you, do you have any suggestions about how to engage with women in the workplace? Um, well, the workplace uh, is a the workplace is not a place for seduction. Let's just ah. put that this out there. Yeah. Um, the the the. The struggle of women in in a patriarchal society, which has been growing for hundreds of years, those challenges are real. Men have to understand that. Also, but still connecting with another human being, with your heart, with your balls, meaning your ability to move forward as a man, is all legitimate. They can look at a woman in the eye. They can... My, in my world, they can compliment a woman on her dress as they can compliment a man on his tie. That said, uh, workplaces are a little tricky right now. They're a little jumpy. So um, just show up and be curious about actual really connecting with both men and women in, 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 the, in the workplace. And kind of reconfigure about the idea of a, a work pal. 
I have a lot of work pals um, who are male who I honestly just love. And there's nothing sexual or romantic about it. There's mutual respect. Yes. Yes. And you and yet in this world because we're men and women are women that we that 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 feelings and sexual urges are gonna pop up. Um and uh and accept that and keep those on your side of the fence. But don't push them away. It's like wow, I have this feeling. Look at that. Yeah. Whether well, cruising is, the strip in a fifty seven Chevy and as a man taking- we we should be able to handle what we feel. Okay. I also have a lot of clients who feel stuck in their unhappy romantic relationships and who who are considering leaving their situation. And I mean stuck with kids, finances, bitter feelings. How would you advise them? Gosh. I've been there. Um, Me too. uh, We... um, we're brought up, men are brought up to think that they can fix everything. And um, guess what? We can't fix everything. Um, we think that uh, that the dissolution of a marriage is a failure, um, but like everything in life, things end. Um, and it's that acceptance that... Uh, the other thing is blame is the idea of blame. I think blame is is is, is so poisonous, uh, and that uh, when I came to the realization that my that I didn't have to forgive my wife or forgive myself because I don't blame either one of us. We were just doing our best with what we knew at the time, and that was very that was very liberating for me. I bet it was. I kind of rephrase it for my folks as well. You got into a situation that really isn't a match for who you really are. And that takes the blame out of it. Oh, yeah. We were just, we, we, we entered these things knowing as much as we possibly could about ourselves at the time. Exactly. And we get different tools and different perspectives and I'll make up something. So we never knew that the person we fell in love with was a a major rager, and we recoil when those things happen. And it's part of my commentary on taking time during the dating experience to get to really know somebody and let the chemicals wear off, but that's another lecture. You coach with what's called Fearless Experience Programs. Brian's Fearless Experience Programs. Tell us about this. Wow. It's, uh, it, they're, they're awesome, and anybody who wants to contact me, I'd love to put you in touch. Uh, they, uh, 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 so much of my coaching is, uh, is, is grown, well, I've grown from all of my, all of my mentors and my coaches. But it's a, the, the experience is their core program, and they take 12 men, uh, two and a half days. You actually have, uh, there's work in the field of social freedom, helping men process helping them see the character that they've put on, the mask, as you call it, um, in the world, and how to let that drop, how to not take all of your emotions so personally. And uh, the core of it all, of that is eye-gazing with women. You are actually eye-gazing with a woman, and when you are in that under that microscope of that extreme tension, 
the coaches can we can see where everywhere you're blocked in your body and actually can adjust you and touch your chest and start to let the feelings flow so you can be present in the face of a woman and in the end we have them we actually go off every day and talk and step into the tension 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 how often do you and we grow and grow uh, it's about once a month, once every two months, uh, down in LA, and uh, I've uh, I've assisted uh, in in Europe too, in uh, Bucharest, Romania. We've done two, we've done many of them there. So, that is in many so programs. interesting. That that yeah. non-American males are interested in this too. So it's sort of an international uh, situation. That's perplexing, I guess. Inter- as I said, internationally, every culture has. Has its has its base challenges. <laughs> it's always interesting. You get a room yeah. full of Germans, it can be a long weekend. <laughs> what? They really they really strive and they're taking notes. They're trying to understand and uh, so stop taking notes. One man actually was taking notes. He said, "Stop! You don't have to take notes. Just feel, feel, feel everything." And he said he was writing down. He goes, "Stop taking notes." I wrote that down. <laughs> I love it. What are the three best tips you can share with men who are trying to date women in today's Me Too era? As I said before, the Me Too movement is a story that we're all accepting as true. This is what our society is right now. You, I'll assume I'll be talking to men who are open-hearted, who are kind, who are already gentlemen, who are already respectful. I'm not talking to the men on the other end of the scale, the narcissists and the abusers. These men have... Women are waiting for men to show up. We're all distracted by the Me Too movement right now. And when a man says, okay, I'm not, I'm not going... There is that movement out there, but that has nothing to do with me. I am a respectful kind man. I'm already that. So to move, step into that world, so you, you can just create your own reality. In my reality, men show up, they appreciate, they witness beauty, they comment on beauty, and they and they pursue beauty. That's, that's my, you can just say, that's my world. Okay. If you buy and into the other world, then you have to walk around with your tail between your legs. And it's true. It's, it's, that's what Tim is doing. So I'm also wondering where you can be reached if some of our male listeners out there would like to explore your services as a life coach. Well, a good place to start is my website, which is my name, Sam Pond, S-A-M-P-O-N-D dot com. And it's got all the information for reaching me. I have a, um, a new ebook out, which outlines 10 basic principles. That will be up and running, and if it's not on the site, uh, it should be next week. But they can contact me, and I'll send them uh, a copy. It's got we go in in deep into a lot of the topics uh, we talk about here. Well, would you come back and discuss it with us sometime? Are you kidding? I love this. This has been great. Thank you. Okay, it's and my last question for you, Sam, is: Do you do video coaching? Uh, yeah, my ninety percent is video coaching. Oh, 90%. that's perfect. Yeah. People yeah. don't have yeah. to leave their houses. Uh, they don't leave the house to, to work with me, but they do have to leave the house to go experiment 
and step into the world of women to understand what they truly feel and what they're truly capable of. Yes, and in San Francisco, we have a little story about there's a Safeway in the marina. Uh, yeah. And about this, are you, do you know this, what I'm going to say? <laughs> this is a place where men go in the vegetable section and ask women who they might like to date about vegetables. <laughs> with that, Mr. Yeah, Sampon, I know. It's been so interesting and informative to have you as our guest today, and I cannot thank you enough, and I'm sure that Tim is thanking you also. And Mayo listeners out there, I hope Mr. Pond is giving you information to think about. It's a new world out there. Come out of the mail freezer and enjoy every aspect of what life has to offer. This is Dr. Ann Schiebert reminding you that only you can create your world the way you want it to be. And until next week, if you keep using the same old relationship skills that are not producing the results you want, (coughs) try something new. Be you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.